Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's justifying murder? My corrupt doctors paid by a mega corporation in order to increase profits for dangerous electric murder guns used by violent people in order to enforce white supremacy. Shit, I lost the thread of that introduction a little bit. I Um, mean, I think so. Well, you're doing great. Welcome to Behind the Bastards, the podcast that you know what podcast this is. Nobody's nobody's dropping into episode two for the first time, not having listened to any of our other episodes. You know who I am. You know what we do. You motherfuckers. He's Robert fucking Evans, motherfuckers. This is Behind the Fucking Bastards, motherfucker. Are we not doing that? Are we not? Are we not? That's a little much. That's a little bit much, Sophie. My bad. A little bit much. Turn it down. Come on. This is behind the bastards. There we go. He's Robert Evans. No. I am Robert Evans. This is behind the bastards. And my guest for part two of our episode on Excited Delirium is Ben Boland. Ben, how are you doing today? Ben, Ben, Ben. Hey, uh, thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me uh, back again, guys. I know things got sort of uh, dicey at the end for anybody Mm -hmm. who wasn't... uh, listening in to part one. I think a lot of people might be tuning in just for part two. Just for part two. Uh, But uh, yeah, yeah, just just for part two. They said, I don't want, don't, they read the description. Nah, I want to go in media res, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Tabula Rasa uh, coming in. 
uh, coming in hot. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me back. I know things got difficult off air. We had some creative differences, read mm-hmm. Doritos, which is mm-hmm. fine. Uh, but I'm I'm glad I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to have you back. Uh, I'm also glad to continue discussing whether or not to reintroduce Doritos plugs. To be honest, when when it comes to the old running jokes that I'd like to reintroduce, I'm really looking forward to getting in a studio again and just damaging company property with a machete and various thrown objects. That's that's the thing I'm most excited for. I've been practicing, and, and I'm going to throw a bagel in your face. Really. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I've come to the conclusion <laughs> that, you know, the pandemic, it, 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 it gave us some necessary pause time, you know, um, because mm-hmm. we'd been doing that a little bit too much. People were like a little bit too much throwing stuff. But now the pandemic, I think people are ready for it again. And that's that 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 kind of makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm gonna no, beam you in no, the face no, with the fucking everything bagel. It's gonna be great. Uh, <laughs> good stuff. Before we get started though, I do wanna uh give give uh you a shout out for the show and and Robert, uh you personally, because I was I was listening to some of the old school uh behind the bastards and and it hit me. I was I was listening to this, and it was one of one of the machete moments, uh-huh. as I call them. And I was thinking, "Damn, my machete's really old." All right. Well, what's what's your brand? Oh, is it one where you don't know the brand? It's just an old knife, old machete. Yeah, yeah. It's just an old big ass knife. Is it one of those big stamped steel deals? Like kind of one of those? Like a, I think a lot of them are made in El Salvador. It's kind of a thin stamped piece of metal with an edge on it. Yeah, actually nailed it. <laughs> yeah, those are great. Those are, I mean, honestly, for most, I mean, well, it's just because if you actually go to the places in the world where like every single person, like right down to the old ladies is walking around with a machete, like Guatemala, like fucking, in, there's mm-hmm. big parts of Guatemala where everyone you see is just going to have one on them because it's like a life tool. I used to live there. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I spent months there. Where were you? I was in Shela, Ketaltenango. Oh, oh, Shela, Shela. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I wasn't cool enough. For Atlan. Um but yeah, it's like whenever you see people who who use machetes all the damn time, it tends to be one of those stamped steel ones because like they work, they do the job, they're fucking unkillable. You can just run them on like one of those, you know, one of those foot powered uh, sharpening wheels um, and yeah, yeah. sharpen it up. Yeah, yeah. And it's they're not fancy, so like yeah, that uses up steel, but you don't care. It's not like an artisanal knife. Um, they're great. I love those. I love those machetes for all that. I enjoy my artisanal machetes. If I'm just going to go out and fuck a knife up, I'm going to use one of those. So, <laughs> right. Uh, but speaking of, uh, fucking things up, Robert, this is a uh, part two of a <laughs> very fucked up situation. Yes, yes, it is. And we're, we're talking about, so when we, when we last left, uh, this very fun story, uh, we were talk. I had introduced a guy named Dr. Jeffrey Ho, cause we just talked about Charles Wetley and Deborah Mash, two doctors, um, who receive a decent amount of money. We don't know exactly how much from the Axon corporation to, um, explain why tasers didn't cause taser related deaths. And, now we are going to talk about Dr. Jeffrey Ho, who is like like the the ultimate form of that kind of doctor. This guy is such a shady motherfucker. If there's a single biggest bastard of the episode, it's Dr. Jeffrey Ho. So mm. Ho worked for 10 years as an ER doctor in Hennepin County Medical Center in Minneapolis. 
The fact that we're talking about Minneapolis should key you in on some of where this is going. Now, from an early stage in his medical career, Dr. Ho got involved in, shall we say, extracurricular work. Uh, He was hired by a nearby fire department to direct medical services there, which is great. Uh, He consulted for a private medical product company, which is probably okay. Uh, He enlisted in the National Guard, and he taught at the University of Minnesota Medical School. And then he took a side gig working with the Minneapolis police SWAT team. This dalliance with law enforcement was apparently so appealing to Dr. Ho that, in 2003, he returned to school to get a two-year degree in law enforcement, which was a requirement to pass the police licensing board in Minnesota. He became a part-time police officer near Minneapolis, and so far, my feelings on policing aside, based on the standards of our society at its present moment, that's not the worst thing in the world, right? Doctors can moonlight, like cops get to moonlight as security guards, I guess, why wouldn't a, cop, a doctor be able to moonlight as a cop? Like, theoretically, if you're a doctor and a cop, when you horribly injure someone, maybe you can provide life-saving medical aid to them more oh accurately. I don't know. Like, um, oh, wow. Oh, I'm picturing, like, the the worst 80s movie right yeah. now. Yeah, Dr. Cop, cop. Doc. Cop, Doc. <laughs> Dr. Cop. <laughs> it would be funny to just redo Dirty Harry, but every time he shoots someone, he then, like, <laughs> puts on a tourniquet. <laughs> <laughs> Once I kill him, I go right into doctor mode. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a little a little sketchy. But again, based on sort of the standards of our society so far, I guess I don't think he's violating anything. I don't think there's any rule that says a doctor can't be a cop. So whatever. Um, seems a little odd to me. Now, while Dr. Ho was starting his journey into law enforcement, Axon had a Nebraska doctor named Robert Stratbooker as their chief medical advisor. In 2005, Dr. Stratbucker signed on as a consultant to help conduct a massive study funded by the U.S. Department of Justice to look at the safety of stun guns. The study was being managed by a University of Wisconsin professor named John Webster, and it was supposed to be completely independent of Axon or any other stun gun manufacturer, right? This is the DOJ wants to do a big study on whether or not stun guns are safe, which is a reasonable thing for the DOJ to do, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you're buying all these stun guns, you probably know how often they kill people. Um, so Dr. Stratbucker gets named as one of the consultants on that study, even though he's in the employ of Axon, which is kind of shady. And I'm going to quote from an NBC write-up now. In March, both Webster and a Taser spokesman told the AP the company had no ties to their research. In his grant proposal, Webster proposed Stratbucker receive $18,000 in salary and travel expenses for his advice. Stratbucker's resume was included, but did not mention his work for Taser, and Webster checked a box to deny any conflict of interest. Now, Ben, I'm not a doctor, nor am I. A, well, I'm a kind of scientist. Uh, you can You're see my book. You're a reverend doctor. I, I actually am a reverend doctor, so I am the perfect person. And I've experimented with different kinds of dangerous drugs on my friends and family. So, yes. you know, I, I am a, a good person to, to say this. I would argue that if you are conducting a DOJ study on whether or not tasers are safe and you're paid by taser, that is a conflict of interest. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's a, it's a perfect alignment of interest for the people who are uh, selling out human beings yep. for some yep. extra cash. That's, that's jolly good for them. Uh, as, as a, uh, it's, it's not well written. That's the part. 
Like if you were writing this to be as insidious and evil as it is, you would come up with maybe better motivations. And it's one of those things. I don't know how much Stratbucker is getting paid by Axel. It has to be more than 18 grand because like for a doctor, for someone in that kind of income bracket, and I'm in, I'm going to guess a similar income bracket to Stratbucker. 18 grand isn't chump change, right? You'd miss it if it came out of your bank account, Mm -hmm. but it's not enough to sell your soul for, right? He's got to be getting a lot of money from Axon on this because 18 grand is not enough to sell your soul out um, if you're in that kind of income bracket, right? Because he's not fucking starving on the street. Mm-hmm. He's a very prominent doctor and professor. Um, he's got money. Like that. There's got to be, and that's one of the, fr- like a lot of times when they talk about how much these different doctors are getting paid, it's like 10 or 20 grand. And you know, like, no, there's more fucking cash coming to you than that. Like, I don't, I can't prove that. I don't know because these are private payments, right? He's not, it's not a government employee, but you have to be getting more money than that. 18 grand's not enough, you know? Not, not yeah, for that. It comes through different ways. Yeah. That, that's how it works. It'll come through a different direction. Uh, there, there are a lot of things that are easily, easily lost, mm-hmm. unfortunately, when it comes to those kind of payments. Uh, and then also we have to consider as messy and, and depressing and shitty as it is to point out, there are people at that income level who are driven to a great degree by uh, self-delusion and ideology. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. they're, they're just down to clown. They're down to fucking clown. Yeah. Uh, so um, in, in May of 2005, documents were uncovered that showed Stratbucker had received both cash and stock options from Axon. And again, I don't have an exact number there, but you have to assume it's a lot, especially uh, the stock options, uh, which gives him a further vested interest in the company's success, right? Because how much those options are worth are valued on how much Axon is worth, which has directly related to whether or not the Justice Department decides tasers are safe enough for cops to use, you know? Now, the Justice Department very shadily claimed that they'd known about Stratbucker's affiliation with Axon the whole time, and they didn't consider it a big deal because obviously you need a taser expert on a study to determine whether or not tasers are deadlier than advertised. Dr. Webster's response to the reveal of his relationship with Axon seems to have put the lie to this. He told the AP, quote, In view of this potential conflict of interest, I can make the statement that I have not received advice or paid Stratbucker and I will not use him in the future. So Webster pulled back, uh, didn't pay Stratbucker the 18 grand, cut him from the study. um, And this kind of like spoils Dr. Stratbucker, right? Because now he can't be a part of these studies that there are going to continue to be done on the taser because journalists revealed the fact that he has a conflict of interest. Now for Axon, This meant that they needed to shop around for a new scientist to tweak research in order to make their products seem safe. Tasers had gone viral among law enforcement agencies, and a ton of folks wound up dying or being horribly injured by cops who were using electrocution guns. Axon's lawyers were now fielding dozens of lawsuits, and they needed a way to assure investors that they were going to get past this and salvage their image. Now, thanks to Reuters, we have access to a packet for investors that Axon handed out where they proposed a solution to their bad PR and lawsuit problem. The solution was to employ a group of, quote, world-class medical professionals to defend the brand. Now, the doctors we've talked about were all brought on for that reason. And I want to read you a chunk from this investor document because it really is one of the most sociopathic things I've ever come across. So this is the Axon Corporation talking to investors. Ooh. 
As a result of various litigation, inquiries, and proposed legislation mentioned above, we had to incur significant general and administrative expenditures in 2005, an investment in protecting our brand equity and educating the various public interests in our technology. In particular, we incurred substantial incremental legal, lobbying, public relations, and related traveling costs, which ultimately had an adverse impact on our overall profitability in 2005. However, we believe these investments were well worth the cost. In many cases, what began as adverse circumstances for us yielded opportunities to educate high-level public leaders in the, fa- in the value of our products. Those adverse circumstances were tasers killing people. <laughs> and them being like, well, but then we got to fight it in court and prove that it wasn't the taser. So these adverse, it really was a boon to us that we killed these people. <laughs> so wow. that's like, it's off the hook. Yeah, not cool or good. <laughs> But totally expected, I guess. I'm baffled at the like how much of that is an act and how much of that is, in your opinion, as you said, uh, like a sociopathic lack of awareness or lack of caring about that very apparent lack of caring. (laughs) Like, do they know? They have to because they're they're the ones we'll, we'll talk about this later, but they are actively fighting to force medical professionals not to diagnose um, taser-related deaths as taser-related deaths. Like, that's a thing they go to do. They hire these people to tweak research and stuff. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of employees that lie to themselves about what they're doing, but we have some real problems. Uh, I mean, the overall problem is just the fact that there's a certain amount of these people in any society, and that's why you should dissolve um, systems that systems that put power in people's hands wherever possible because you can't get rid of these people they're always going to exist but you can get rid of power um and this is a perfect example axon has a great deal of power and they use it to hide the fact that they sell electrocution machines Mm, well said on all points i i i agree i wish it wasn't true but that might be the most Viable, if ambitious, solution to remove the power if you cannot, in a feasible way, remove the tendency. Yeah, I don't think, and I don't think you can remove the tendency. There will always be, I don't know, this is getting a little off topic, but uh, one of my favorite books, Tribe by Sebastian Younger, does talk a bit, and there's other books that talk about like some of these people who don't have, we would say, a conscience, right? There's uses for these people historically. You know, if you're part of a hunter-gatherer tribe and you have a real fucking bad winter and some hard decisions need to be made about who's going to be left behind, who's going to get a limited supply of food, a lot of people can't make those calls and sociopaths can. Um, but then you wind up in that – that is in a situation where you have a small number of people and while like you you – Deci- like they they are as affected by those decisions as everyone else because it's all part of a small group that's trying to survive in adverse conditions um where it becomes maladaptive on a societal level is when you have individuals like that who will never face the consequences of their decisions and who are not impacted by them and they're just hurting other people because our society allows them to be completely divorced from the consequences of their actions because they have money and a position of influence um that's that's when it really becomes a problem these these people who have tendencies that continue to persist in humanity for a reason 
um, because they they provide some benefits to society, um, become fundamentally toxic to society because they're completely divorced from the consequences of their actions. You know, in a hunter-gatherer tribe, someone like that, if they go too far or get too much power, the the rest of the tribe will just murder them. <laughs> like that happens a lot in these, right. in these societies. People <laughs> right. like that doesn't yeah. happen here because they're the CEO of Axon, you know, and they have bodyguards <laughs> and a whole system set up to protect them. Um, it's the same story with, you know, these these pharma CEOs who've jacked up the price of insulin, right? It's it's the same story with every American president, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good I shit. mean, well said. And then also, I don't think I don't think this is a diversion at all because you're you're bringing it back around. And the only point I would add is um, when we talk about the evolutionary necessity of some of those uh, cognitive, like. Uh, some of that cognitive hardware or design, what we have to realize is that, you know, I think this is what you're getting at, Robert, um, the need, the, the need for that kind of person in society is, is somewhat archaic and vestigial. Like there, there is potential to do something else. Humans are just very bad at changing in general. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We sure are. But you know what we're not bad at, Ben? <laughs> ooh, ooh, what's that? Producing products and services. <laughs> and doesn't that make it all worthwhile in the end? The products, the services, you know? Sure, we're killing the planet and a lot of the people on it and a lot of the life on it, you know, boiling the oceans, all that stuff. But by God, we have products mm-hmm. and we have services. And where would we be without those products and services? Watching a lot more sunsets sleeping under the stars anyway here's some ads the evidence keeps pouring in at this point the facts are undeniable it's an open and shut case monopoly go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game millions of people pass go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild mini games Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless, when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com behind. That's mintmobile.com behind. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash behind. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. 
New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. We're back and we're talking about um, um, Dr. Ho and his relationship to the Axon Corporation and how it started. So we just talked about Robert Stratbucker, who gets exposed in 2005. And right around that time, the Axon Corporation reached out to a doctor at the Hennepin County Medical Center to ask if he wanted to be a consultant for them. Now, this doctor, whoever he was, had too much on his plate already, but he said, hey, I know another doctor who's a workaholic bootlicker. Here's his number. And that is how Dr. Jeffrey Ho wound up on the payroll of Big Taser. From a write-up in the Star Tribune, which is a, a Minneapolis paper that has done, I don't know generally anything about this paper, they've done some incredible work on this specific issue. Quote, in 2005, with funding from Axon Enterprise Incorporated and the Arizona-based taser, the Arizona-based taser manufacturer, Ho wrote an article for Police Magazine disputing claims from human rights groups that its stun guns were killing people. It has never been scientifically proven that a taser has directly caused an in-custody death, Ho wrote. He offered another explanation oh. for these sudden deaths. Excited delirium. <laughs> uh. Uh. Now, and keep 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 a pin in that it has never been scientifically proven that a taser has directly caused an in-custody death, which we've heard before, right? You remember the mm. other, we were talking about mm-hmm. um, uh, Wetley, I think it was, said like, they don't, we've never, no evidence that these cause deaths. Um, keep that in mind, because we'll be talking about that a little bit later. But we're still talking about Ho for right now. And over the next decade, Dr. Ho joined Drs. Mash and Wetley in researching and popularizing the term excited delirium. When interviewed by the Star Tribune, Dr. Ho claimed that excited delirium is real, widespread, and deadly. He claimed that his interest in researching it came from a pure-hearted desire to save lives and reduce the threat of this totally real deadly disease. He did not initially acknowledge his financial relationship with Axon. But when Axon was reached for comment, they cited Dr. Ho and their other pet doctors in order to claim, quote, There is no longer a true debate among knowledgeable medical professionals on whether excited delirium syndrome is a valid diagnosis. So, no, there's not a debate anymore. Thank you, Axon. Oh, okay. Now, as we've already cited a number of knowledgeable medical professionals who will argue that it is 
very much not a settled debate. Um, we, we, we've cited a lot of those people, but considering the number of shill docs who keep making claims like this, I feel the need to keep quoting counter arguments. Dr. Homer Vinters is a former, is the former chief physician of Rikers Island Jail in New York City. He now works for a nonprofit that studies healthcare in the criminal justice system. He does not believe that excited delirium is a valid diagnosis. Quote, this is not a medical diagnosis. I think there's still an open question as to the scientific legitimacy of excited delirium. Now, there are emergency medical specialists who do not work for Axon and believe there is some validity to the excited delirium diagnosis. They tend to argue that if you don't acknowledge this constellation of symptoms is real, how can you expect police officers to recognize when someone might be at risk of dying in custody because of it? To which I might respond, the cop with uh, the cop with Derek Chauvin that day in Minneapolis recognized excited delirium and George Floyd still died. It sure seems like it doesn't help anyone stop deadly behavior. It just justifies it. Now, one of the people who went to bat for Dr. Ho in that article was Dr. James Minor, chief of medical uh, chief of emergency medicine at Hennepin County. Dr. Minor authored a taser research article with Dr. Ho. He does not seem to work for Axon. I cannot find any evidence that he is directly paid by Axon, but he still benefits financially from Dr. Ho's relationship to the company. Here's why. Quote, Axon Enterprise retains Ho as its contract medical director, a job to which he dedicates 32 hours per month at HCMC. In exchange, Axon pays the hospital about $140,000 per year. Ho's annual salary at Hennepin Healthcare is currently $460,000. Ho's position with Axon is not disclosed on HCMC's website. So you see what's happening here. As long as Dr. Ho is employed by Axon, Dr. Miner's hospital has $140,000 less they need to find in their budget every year because Axon pays that chunk of his salary. In 2016, HCMC, the hospital they both work at, lost $49 million. In 2017, they lost $29 million. So they are in an every-penny-count sort of situation, and Dr. Minor could be argued to benefit directly from Dr. Ho's financial relationship with Axon, because that's less money he has to find in his fucking budget, and clearly his budget is tight, right? There absolutely is an ongoing financial interest that this guy has, too, even if he's not receiving money from Axon. Dr. Ho took Axon money for well over a decade, which means the hospital would have gotten something like $1.4 million from the company. Uh, And he used his position during this time, his position of prominence within the hospital, to defend both the Axon Corporation and cops who killed people. In 2007, Ho went to Las Vegas to defend a Nevada cop accused of killing a man by tasing him repeatedly, even after that man had been strapped to a gurney. A coroner's jury determined that the taser had played a role in that man's death. So a cop tases a restrained man to death, and a coroner's jury says, yeah, the taser is part of why he died. And taser says, oh, we're not going to take that shit sitting down. This gets back to what I was saying earlier, right? Dr. Ho's able to claim, I can't think of a single case where a taser was found to have killed somebody. It's because whenever a taser is found to kill somebody, Axon goes to fucking war, right? That's why that is the case. And they've got the money to throw at it, too, right? Yeah, of course they do. (laughs) Cops are buying a lot of tasers. Yep. (laughs) Now, (laughs) 
Dr. Ho was not about to let that stand. In 2005, he'd taken a course with the Las Vegas Police Department on excited delirium. And in 2007, in court, he cited symptoms of excited delirium to explain how the man had died, totally independent of being repeatedly tased. The judge ruled in favor of the police and Axon. In 2008, Axon hired Ho as part of their lawsuit against a medical examiner in Ohio who cited tasers as a factor in three deaths. Ho argued that the taser could not have killed any of those people, claiming that excited delirium had caused death in all three cases. The judge ruled again in favor of Axon, and the medical examiner was forced to remove any reference to taser from the death records. In one of these cases, this exonerated a police officer who was being charged with murder. So... That's good. That's good shit. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so fun. We're having a good time. So I uh I I imagine that someone is. I don't know like it, it's weird. It's it's time I guess for a irrelevant uh fun fact. Uh you know, for any fans of Scrooge McDuck Right, mm-hmm. you might automatically imagine the people in Axon swimming in a vault of money, uh, but it, it's actually really difficult, especially if you want to get a dive with some air. You're much more mm-hmm. likely to hurt yourself. And so, at this point, Robert, it feels like and I know we've got we've got more to explore here, but it feels almost like that kind of ridiculous injury is the only consequence that these folks will face for these actions, right? Because it, it appears like business is booming with tasers. They're not getting the in tasers trouble Tasers doing that, great, right? Yeah, yeah. No, taser is, no. is fucking nailing it these days. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Um, and we've, we've been talking about how taser goes after and like goes to war, basically. Anytime a medical examiner is like, yeah, obviously a taser killed this guy. Or at least a taser was a factor in his death, right? Like, it's also the fault of the, the cop tasing him as opposed to purely the taser. Because in a lot of cases, as a general rule, these cops are not using tasers the way they're supposed to be used. They're repeatedly tasing people at closer range and for longer periods of time than they're supposed to. But taser doesn't want to deal with any of that bad press, which means defending the cop entirely and removing the taser is even being involved in the death rather than just being like they're using our product improperly, you know? Um, which is often the case. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another completely sociopathic passage from that Axon Investor document I quoted in the last episode. Quote, Continued aggressive litigation defense to protect our brand equity. We have assembled a team of world-class medical experts at our disposal and hired additional internal legal resources during 2005 to provide an efficient means of defending us against numerous product liability lawsuits. We have had a total of 12 cases dismissed or defense judgments in our favor. We view a continued record of successful litigation defense as a key factor for our long-term growth. (laughs) So it's good for the bottom line. We got to... slander dead people um, and sue medical examiners who dare to say that being tased repeatedly is bad for you. (laughs) Where do those uh, medical professionals get off with the the audacity to Uh, do their jobs? Yeah. Yeah. To dare to dare to blame a a device that (laughs) electrocutes people for their heart stopping. Um, Yes. Fucking shameful. Uh, about 159 US dollars per share. It's up 5.3% today. Oh, wow. Yeah. So let's look at their five year. Wow. Their five year trend line in a 
in 2016, they were at like $30 a share and they're, they're down from their peak, which was, um, a little earlier this year, February, but they're at like, so that's, you know, five years they've like quadrupled in, in stock value. So that's pretty good. Um, holy smokes. It, yeah. Let's, it let's take like a look. They, uh, to, okay. Oh yeah. So they were at like a low point in, in 2000. So yeah, at around like 2004, 2005, um, they're, they're like very, like 960 a share. Um, and really they start to soar pa- after 2016. That's like almost all of their stock growth, growth has happened after that point. Wow. And they're only 28 years old as a company. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I sometimes get that. I'm probably not the only one, but I sometimes, like if you read a lot about um, defense corporations and, and like the the bigger players in the industry, it's it's always easy or tempting to assume like, oh, these dudes are old as shit and they go back to, you know, uh, the world wars and, and so on. But that's not the case. 28 years old, founded 1993. And obviously we're talking about a new kind of thing with a taser, like the, the technology hasn't existed True. all that long. But yeah, it, the, these guys are like they're new to law enforcement. Um, if Even if you're someone who believes cops should exist and there's a benefit to having cops, there's a lot of evidence that we're capable of maintaining cops are capable. Whatever you think they're doing that's positive can be done without a taser um, or at least with a true, maybe with a taser that's uh, that accepts the deadliness of their product potentially and works to mitigate it rather than just suing anyone who claims it's deadly. Like an ethical, if you're going to, if there's any ethical way to do this, and I do think there's ethical reasons for less than lethal weapons, even though I don't believe in the police, I think that there's reasons to have stuff. That's not a fucking gun that you could use against somebody that might stop them from carrying out a violent act. An ethical company were that to be a sort of thing that could exist would be like, Oh God, they died in this case because the person applied the taser for too long. Let's build in like a guidance thing so that it can't do so shocks. Like, Oh, maybe we have it too hot. And like you, there are ways in which Mm -hmm. this could be more ethical than it currently is. But it seems like mostly what they do is just sue anybody who claims their product's dangerous, which is cool. Um, so cool. And good. Yeah. So good. During his time with Axon, Dr. Ho has provided expert consulting in more than 24 lawsuits in 14 states and one Canadian province. In addition to the $140,000 per year Axon paid of his salary, Ho bills $400 an hour for his services to Axon and the different law enforcement agencies he defends. He's been hired to give more than 100 presentations around the world on Taser's wonderful technology. In 2006, he lectured to French police. In 2011, he gave presentations on arrest-related deaths and the use of force in Serbia and Turkey. In 2017, he traveled to London and Ireland to spread the gospel of Taze. By 2019, Dr. Ho was an extremely valuable and prolific contributor to the spread of tasers worldwide. That year was the first time his financial relationship with the company was revealed publicly, when the Star Tribune published a bombshell investigation titled Where Law and Medicine Collide. Here's how that article opens up. Depending on the day, Jeffrey Ho's work attire may include a doctor's white coat or a badge and a 40 caliber Glock with high-capacity magazines. 
Ho transitions between head of paramedics at HCMC, where he oversees the response to tens of thousands of 911 calls every year, and a part-time sheriff's deputy in rural Minnesota. He also draws on his expertise in healthcare and law enforcement for a third job. He is a paid advocate for the Taser stun gun, one of the most popular police weapons in North America. Ho's allegiances to medicine and policing collided last year when investigators from the Minneapolis Department of Civil Rights discovered that police officers were urging paramedics to sedate emotionally disturbed people in the field with a powerful sedative ketamine. Some patients were then enrolled without their consent in an HCMC study on ketamine, on which Ho was a lead researcher. Now, this is getting us a little bit outside of tasers and excited delirium, but it's a fucked up story and we're going to talk about it. So starting in 2014, researchers at HCMC, led by Ho, started having paramedics responding to medical emergencies inject, quote, agitated people with either ketamine or a control group sedative to see which worked better. As noted in the quote above, patients were not asked for consent and were only informed afterwards of what had been done to them and that they'd been enrolled in a study. Now, medical ethics does allow for patients to be drugged without consent under certain circumstances, right? Sometimes people are a danger to themselves and others, and that is considered to be the best way to deal with it, right? If the situation is an emergency and the risks of the medication are considered minimal, this can be done, but that is not the case with ketamine being administered in Hennepin County. From a write-up in Nature, quote, 39% of subjects who received ketamine developed respiratory problems that required the insertion of a breathing tube, compared to only 4% of those who received the sedative haloperidol. The study also reported that ketamine sedated patients much more quickly than haloperidol did, but that respiratory side effects were most likely to develop in severely agitated patients who received ketamine. So there's significant dangers to this. After three years of drugging agitated people at random, the HCMC launched a second study of ketamine use in non-compliant patients. 420 people were enrolled in this study, although enroll is an odd term to use for people who are drugged against their will. The way the study was supposed to work was that all agitated patients admitted to the hospital during the first six months of the year would be dosed with ketamine, while everyone who was agitated and admitted during the last six months of the year would receive haloperidol. Or a different sedative. The hospital had to study, uh, had to shut the study down after just six months, though, because a Star Tribune investigation publicized a report from the Minneapolis Department of Civil Rights. This report alleged that rather than the study being conducted just on patients admitted to the hospital, local cops had started advising paramedics to drug troublesome patients, including people the police had already physically restrained. Now, the hospital denies oh, the police. No. Yeah, yeah, that's not good, is it? <laughs> that's fucking disturbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cops are the people who should because determine the, when someone gets fucking ketamine. <laughs> right, because then then inherently the police, who are not doctors, with this one notable exception of Dr. Ho, yeah. uh, that puts them in a supervisory or administrative yep. role in this study, does it not? You could argue that. Mm-hmm. Oh. But these guys aren't part of the study necessarily. This is just happening in the field. Like the hospital gets approved to do this on patients in the hospital. And so this stuff becomes part of the toolkit paramedics are carrying around and cops find out about it and they just mm-hmm. start having people drugged when they're having an issue with somebody. Wow. That is That's pretty rad. That has never happened. Yeah. Well, for everybody in the audience today who's a big fan of of uh, recreational drugs and is somehow not familiar with ketamine tr- is is fun yeah yeah well is not in the familiar right with circumstances the stuff. 
<laughs> there we go. Very important asterisk there. Mm -hmm. uh, if if you are a fan of recreational drug use, uh, you probably don't want law enforcement calling your dosage or you don't want to be hanging out with them. Uh, and also, I would argue, you know, when you're saying in the right context there, Robert, you probably mean consensual ketamine, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the last time I did ketamine was in a hotel in Los Angeles with a bunch of friends um, well, a co like a, a friend and their coworkers, and we were all railing lines of ketamine off of the side of a machete and having lovely conversations. And that was a wonderful night. Um, we called it machetamine. Um, but we all consented, <laughs> and none of us were being restrained by police at the time, which I think both of those facts were key to our enjoyment of the machetamine that night. Um, That's really funny. <laughs> it was. It's a good way to do ketamine. Um, I, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, theoretically, you know, theoretically. So, mm. um, See, hypothetically, hypothetically, that would be an enjoyable thing to do. And I should note for legal purposes, HCMC denies that police ever directed paramedics in this way, but, um, you can mm. decide whether or not you believe them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the Star <laughs> Tribune's reporting makes me question that. But you know what I don't question? Doritos. Nothing says Cool Ranch like a mustard gas cloud billowing across the fields of Flanders. Anyway, here's some products. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild minigames. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We're back. And I was just telling my friends how, uh, while 18 grand isn't enough to buy my integrity, just giving me a pile of weapons is. Like, if the company that makes Bearcats wants to give me a Bearcat, I will stop complaining about the police Bearcats. I'm telling you all that right now. My integrity is the price of a free <laughs> Bearcat that I can drive around town. Um, I'll, I'll do it. I'm not even, I don't even feel bad about it. Yeah. yeah. You would use it for good, though. No, 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 I absolutely would not, uh, but it would be, it would be fun. It would be fun. Um, there's a lot of things you can do with a bear cat that people would have trouble stopping you from doing. Um, so we should probably get back to the episode. Yeah. Now the star tribune report on this Hennepin County, uh, medical center, Ketamine study also revealed that in several cases, these involuntary ketamine doses stopped patients' hearts. Multiple people had to be resuscitated at the hospital, and some of these stories are fucking horrifying. Here's the Star Tribune. And remember, Dr. Ho is one of the lead researchers on this study. Good guy. Quote, Body camera footage from one case showed a woman after being maced by police asking for an asthma pump, the draft report said. Instead, a paramedic gave her an injection of ketamine. If she was having an asthma attack, giving ketamine actually helps patients, and we're doing a study for agitation anyway, so I had to give her ketamine, the unnamed paramedic told a police officer, according to the report. After receiving ketamine, the woman's breathing stopped, and medical staff resuscitated her, according to the report. It is troubling that the dictate of the study mentioned by the paramedics appears to have played a significant role in the decision to administer ketamine, the report's authors wrote. I can tell you, as someone who has had asthma and who has had to deal with other people's asthma, the thing you do is not just give them a bunch of fucking special K. Um, right. You give them their inhaler, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a paramedic, right. but that, 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 would be, that would be my go-to treatment yeah, for uh, asthma. Yeah, all that, yeah. Is asthma medication yeah. as opposed to a fuckload of ketamine that stops their heart. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Again, none, none of us, none of us, I think, are doctors, but uh, well, actually, we I am like everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are a reverend doctor. Sorry. I, uh, Recognized by the state of New Jersey. Yes. I am not a paramedic. No. No. Yeah. But I feel like that's a reasonable assumption there, Robert, that- um, That you give someone asthma medication for asthma and not ketamine? Yeah. Not to be a yeah. backseat first responder. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I know where Hard I job, in the ambulance, but, but <laughs> yeah, right? But um, that seems kind like, of like ketamine you wouldn't know, be the go-to. Someone- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a weird direction to mm-hmm. take it. Like if someone is going into uh, diabetic shock, right? Then wouldn't your go-to be something like insulin? But again, not a paramedic. Not a paramedic, 
but yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be ketamine. Um, it wouldn't be ketamine. So Thomas Hosley, eighteen years old, wound up enrolled in this study uh, because he had a seizure. His mom called 911 and cops and paramedics showed up. His mother insists that he was not combative at all. Quote, he was not arguing. All he was doing was crying for me because they wouldn't let me be by him. Despite this, the police restrained him and had paramedics shoot him up with special K. When his mother saw him next, he was unconscious and intubated. In all these cases, the victims were informed they'd been enrolled in Dr. Ho's study afterwards by letter. 64 doctors, bioethicists, and academic researchers co-signed a complaint against the HCMC study. Michael Carome, director of a health research group and co-signer of that complaint, explained, quote, This isn't even a close call. This is clearly a prospective high-risk experiment. This is really just a colossal failure of their program to protect human subjects. Dr. Jeffrey Ho did not see it that way. All available evidence suggests he thinks that the costs of this study, which are the dignity, bodily autonomy, and health of its participants, were minor compared to the prospective public health benefits. He told the Star Tribune, I very much view my careers in emergency medicine, law enforcement, and research as parallel pathways to public safety. It is my life's work to develop these areas of intersection for the benefit of public protection. Question. Mm -hmm. You got a question about that? Do you think he believes that? I I think he has to. I think he knows at some level because he's not a dumb man, right? You don't you don't have a, a resume right. like this guy. If you're a dumb and you're not that successful at arguing in court, if you're a dumb man, he's not a dumb man. But I also think people are very good at knowing on some level what they're doing is wrong and still doing it because fucking money talks, baby. Mm. Yeah, and intelligence also helps. Yeah, helps uh, rationalize. with rationalization. Yes. Yeah. Well, props to his mental parkour. Yeah, props to his mental parkour. Um, now, I'm watching um, uh, For All Mankind right now, which is an alternate reality TV show about what if the Russians had made it to the moon first. And it kind of follows the American space race mm-hmm. if we lose the race to the moon and like what happens as a result of that. Um, one of the characters in it is Werner von Braun, who was a real guy. He was probably the reason mm-hmm. we actually did make it to the moon first. He was a brilliant rocket scientist who also was a, a Nazi. He was a member of the SS. Um, he would argue that it was forced upon him. I don't think that's a valid, and I think a lot of historical research suggests it's not. Um, but he d- he did what he did because, and he utilized slave labor. There were death camps that provided labor. Thousands of laborers died building his rockets, which he wanted to use to explore space. But he was willing to turn into weapons because it furthered his rocket research. Um, and he, I think he would have justified it if he'd ever really been called to account for it by saying, like, look the importance of my research had value for all of mankind. So even though people were suffering in the immediate term, it was worth it for the long-term benefits of what I was doing. Um, I don't think that justifies being a Nazi and utilizing slave labor. Um, it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah. um, but you can, right. if you're a smart person, you can always find a justification. Like I will find a way to justify my partnership with the company that makes Bearcats so that I can get a free Bearcat to drive around town in. <laughs> <sighs> can you imagine mm-hmm. just getting up in the mountains doing donuts and whippets in a Bearcat? That would be so fucking rad. Shooting out the window. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And look at the interior, really. You get oh, the yeah. covered cab option. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. You could live there. Mm-hmm. Go overlanding in a fucking bear cat. Sounds like a great time. <laughs> oh, God. 
Look, Bearcat people, I, I have already admitted on air, I will sell my integrity for one free Bearcat. So let's let's make it happen. You know, and it doesn't have to be a Bearcat. Any any route clearance vehicle, really, I'll take. Like defense manufacturers, one of those big up-armored trucks they drive around Afghanistan and Iraq, just send it here. And I'll mm-hmm. I'll change my tune. You know, mm-hmm. that's it's it's that easy, people. I, I support you in this, you know, but like at this point, you know, I think you really went hard on the bearcat angle. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think maybe we can maybe you can say that. You can be like, hey, I'm a man of integrity. I'll sell my soul for for a root clearing vehicle, but it's gotta be bearcat, right? Maybe that'll I'll sell work. my soul. No, I'm you know, I'm I'm not I'm not particular. I will sell my soul for any modern armored vehicle as long as it's not like a BMP. It's fucking Russian trash. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or a Humvee. Fuck Humvees. No thank you. I've been in a lot of them and they suck. Um but yeah. like a big one. It's got to be real fucking. It. It's got to be like a like a like a like a real monster of a of an armored vehicle. And that mm. then I'll sell I'll sell out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lockheed Martin, we could make a lot of money together. <laughs> well, you could make a lot of money and I could go joyriding in an armored vehicle. Win-win. Well, not for all of the win-win. people who will die, but for me, a win-win. So uh, the story about HCMC's ketamine program broke it right around the same time as the story about Dr. Ho's cozy relationship with Axon. There was an immediate outcry by the community and by some elected officials in Minneapolis. HCMC's chief executive resigned over the ketamine study. Dr. Ho's relationship with Axon was a thornier problem. Publicly, the hospital stood by him. But the Star Tribune revealed a recording of a private meeting Dr. Ho had with a group of paramedics, in which he admitted the hospital had asked him to resign. He told them, why would I resign? I didn't do anything wrong. He blamed politics and an overzealous police oversight board for the fact that people were angry at him. I'm sure I don't have to tell any of you that I think that Dr. Ho is a grifting scumbag and in any ethical society would be stripped of his medical license and flung into the sun. I could rant about him for a while, but it is time to move on because there is much more fuckery afoot. But of course. So far, we've discussed how excited delirium came about, how it's used to explain away police murder, how Taser hired experts like Dr. Ho to blame deaths caused by their product on excited delirium, and how they sue medical examiners who rightfully blame their products for deaths in custody. But it gets shadier than that. I want to quote now from a Reuters article, which opens with yet another story of a man being killed by a cop with a taser. Quote, with a police officer close behind, Israel Hernandez Locke ducked into an apartment building and dashed down the hall. Busting through a rear exit, he scrambled over an iron fence, landing hard on a parked car and sprinted across the parking lot. Within seconds, Officer Jorge Mercado caught up with him, drew his taser and fired a single shot to the chest. The recent high school grad and aspiring art teacher collapsed on the sidewalk in cardiac arrest. The chase lasted six minutes. It was 5.20 a.m. on August 6th, 2013. At 6.18 a.m., he was pronounced dead. And by the way, Israel Hernandez Locke was being chased by a cop because he was spray painting shit. He got murdered for graffiti. Four hours later, the Miami Beach Police Department received an email from stun gun manufacturer Taser International. So Israel dies 6.18 a.m. from a taser shot to the chest. Four hours later, Taser emails the police department. The message, marked confidential and not previously reported, provided guidance on how investigators should proceed, from collecting hair and nail samples to recording the teen's body temperature and documenting his behavior before he was stunned. It included a sample press release 
and an evidence collection checklist. In bold letters, marked timely and urgent, the dispatch advised Miami's medical examiner to send the teen's brain tissue for testing to Deborah Mash, a University of Miami medical researcher. It did not mention Mash had been paid by Taser to testify on its behalf in lawsuits. Yeah, that's right. That's fucking right. If a cop kills you with a taser, they will send your fucking brain tissue to the Axon Corporation or at least one of its pet medical examiners. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's okay. So. That when we say guidance, first off, that timeline is four hours. Profoundly disturbing. Yeah. And then secondly, when we say guidance, what are we... That feels like guidance with air quotes around Yeah. Because it. it feels like it's written kind of like a mandate. Like they write a press release yeah. for you and you just slot in the name of the officer and the dead kid, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> it's Horrible. fucking rad. Um, it's awesome as shit. It's so good. Everything I just read in that excerpt is part of a total, the total package that Axon offers to law enforcement agencies. If you tase some teen to death, you're not on your own. Axon will send you a ready-made fill-in-the-blank blank press release, and they'll help you come up with a way to blame the victim. Lawyer Todd Falzone, who represented the Hernandez Locke family in a liability suit, explains, From the minute they find out someone dies, they're doing everything they can behind the scenes to set up a legal defense, so the case goes away. Now, when questioned about the Hernandez Lock case, the Miami-Dade County Associate Medical Examiner Mark Schumann told Reuters he was unaware that Dr. Mash was employed by Axon when he sent that teenager's brain tissue to her lab for tests. When Reuters reached out to Axon, VP of Communications Steve Tuttle told them it was not the company's responsibility to inform Schumann that they were advising him to send brain tissue to one of their employees. They didn't think Dr. Mash's relationship with the company was something police needed to know either. Quote, why would I tell them something that's a legal matter? I'm not a lawyer, he said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck you, Steve. You fucking piece of shit. You absolute goblin. Oh, my God. You soulless monster. Oh, it fucking rules. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Tuttle went on to describe Dr. Mash as a, quote, respected, independent expert. Reuters was able to show that she had received at least $24,000 from the corporation from 2005 to 2009. That's just a four-year period. We don't know the full amount that she has been paid by Axon over the years for her services. We don't even know that that's the full amount from 2005 to 2009. That's what they were able to verify. We do know, thanks to Reuters, who did a great job. It really has been like a fucking uh, uh, pit bull latched on to this, this specific story about like the tasers and axon. They've really done some incredible work on this. Um, And we know thanks to them that there have been at least 1,005 incidents in the United States where people have died after being stunned with tasers. When questioned about tasers' weird policy of inserting themselves into active investigations over deaths in custody, Tuttle told Reuters that his company just wants to ensure investigators get, quote, the best available evidence in cases where people are killed or hurt by their weapons. As he explained it, the scientific information Axon passes on to examiners is just, quote, things that an outside investigating agency needs to see. Coincidentally, one of Axon's chief finding after all these years of sticking their nose into investigations is that the overwhelming majority of people who die after being tased are killed by underlying health conditions, drug use, or some other police force besides a taser. From Reuters, quote, 
Though the company has warned since 2009 that a shock to the chest can affect heart function, it says no one has died from taser-induced cardiac arrest. It asserts its weapons have been a factor in just 24 deaths, always as a result of secondary injuries, such as head injuries from falls after someone was stunned. In 2009, the American College of Emergency Physicians published a white paper on excited delirium, which is quoted regularly by the FBI and by guys like Dr. Jeffrey Ho and ladies like Dr. Deborah Mash when they need to blame deaths caused by tasers or other excessive force on the victim. Incidentally, Doctors Ho and Mash were two of the authors of that white paper. At least one of the other 19 members of the task force who wrote that white paper was also a paid taser consultant. The paper described excited delirium as, quote, a real syndrome of uncertain etiology or cause. The white paper. <laughs> oh, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Now, that white paper did not note that three of its authors were paid employees of Axon. This was justified by the fact that it came out in 2009 when disclosures were not required for task forces assembled by the American College of Emergency Physicians. They started requiring that in 2011. Ah, we just didn't require that at the time. It's not a lapse of ethics or anything. No reason to re-examine this. (laughs) Now, so far, everything I've gone over today is pretty fucked up and infuriating. But guess what? It gets worse because Axon also decided in the early aughts to try to preempt as many lawsuits against medical examiners as possible by just buying up medical examiners like Dr. Deborah Mash. Here's Reuters, quote, Michael Graham, president of the National Association of Medical Examiners in 2005, was approached by Taser in 2007. The chief medical examiner for St. Louis and professor of pathology at St. Louis University agreed to be a paid Taser consultant and still receives an annual stipend, he said. Taser wanted to educate medical examiners about the physiological effects of its weapons and rebut criticism running contrary to the science, Graham said. In 2014, the Medical Examiners Association hosted a big meeting on tasers and stun guns. Graham presented at that meeting. So did Mark Kroll, a University of Minnesota professor and a member of Taser's corporate board since 2003. Kroll did disclose his tie to the company when he told medical examiners that tasers satisfy, quote, all relevant safety standards and advised them to this exclude the weapons as potential causes of death. In 2008, Mark Kroll testified in a wrongful death suit and suggested that tasers were like therapy for people suffering from excited delirium. Wow. Wow. If you start exhibiting, yeah, yeah, taser therapy because you're excited. That's like, that's That's, honestly like saying that that is that is like saying dying is therapy for depression, except that depression is real. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm going to read this quote from Mark Kroll because in an, in an episode full of sociopathic shit, this might take the cake. This is what he said in I am court. I'm so here for this. If you start exhibiting excited delirium behavior and you are in the terminal throes of death and you are so bizarre you can't be controlled anyplace else, you will receive taser therapy. They need to be brought under control so their lives can be saved. Just a life-saving, and every, I mean, obviously, in my medical kit, I keep a taser right next to the tourniquet. Sometimes you need the tourniquet. Sometimes you got to tase people. Wow. That's just medicine, baby. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> ketamine at the end. Look, if you've got ketamine and a taser, you're basically a hospital. <laughs> like, yeah, you're a wa- walking hospital. You're the yeah, sidekick of Dr. Need? Cop at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So Kroll is a bioelectricity scientist. In 2016, he earned $267,000 from Taser and owned $1 million in company stock. In an email to Reuters, he insisted that his affiliation with the company did not bias his research, explaining, Due to this well-known relationship, I was motivated to be very careful to be extremely accurate and objective. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, so, so in other news, it's like mm-hmm. uh, Fox calls new hen house design uh, a, a step forward and better overall for the hens, mm-hmm. right? If we're mm-hmm. using the tired kind of go to. Yeah, this cliche, open air hen cow- house, really, foxes are big fans. Mm-hmm. The wider doors, really, mm-hmm. when you think about mm-hmm. it, are more friendly for everyone. For everybody. Everybody benefits. And then the chickens get more fox therapy. Right, right. Fox therapy, which is, you know, uh, according to uh, Fox Therapeutics International, that's like a yeah, lead FPI, form very, of treatment very reputable. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is unconscionable, man. Yes, it's pretty dead. bad, right? <laughs> so let's end by talking about one more murder. I think this one is valuable to discuss because it really brings together just every shady tactic and shady professional we've discussed in our episodes so far. In 2004, David Glausinski's mother called the police because her son, a schizophrenic suffering from substance abuse, was in the midst of a psychotic episode. She told 911 he needed to be hospitalized. When the cop showed up, he was standing in the street, screaming incoherently while holding a Bible and a book about the Grateful Dead. Officers tried to restrain him. Glausinski kicked and screamed. The The cops took him to the ground and one stunned him nine times by applying a taser directly to his flesh. He was handcuffed. His legs were zip-tied, and a 270-pound officer pressed him to the ground while another maced him. David went into cardiac arrest and died on the spot. His mom sued the cops and Axon, and you know what comes next. From Reuters, quote, Taser persuaded a judge to exclude a medical examiner and pathologist with 25 years' experience whose testimony was central to the family's case, arguing that it was unqualified, unsupported, and unreliable. Backed by a half dozen experts, Taser asserted that there was no medical certainty its gun shocks caused acidosis. The death was natural and attributable to excited delirium, Taser argued. The company had help from Suffolk County Medical Examiner. The post was held then by Charles Wetley, the man who had revived the excited delirium theory to explain Miami cocaine deaths decades earlier. At Wetley's direction, the coroner on the case, his deputy, sent Glausinski's brain samples to Deborah Mash at the University of Miami. Mash found evidence of exhaustive mania, a form of excited delirium said to occur when drugs are not present. In his autopsy report, the coroner echoed Mash's findings. The Glausinski family's lawyers called the concept of excited delirium a sham. The defense prevailed. In 2013, Judge William Wall dismissed Taser from the case, finding no admissible evidence the stun gun killed Glausinski. Fucking hell. (laughs) It's pretty good. Good shit. Wow. Just rad. How much is Big Taser? I feel like we can say Big Taser now, unironically. How much is Big Taser paying the judge? I don't know if they are. You know, I assume they're paying a lot for the lawyers. I assume, you know, there's a lot of shitty judges who are sympathetic to Taser. And I I don't know if they're paying the judge or if they just know how to make the argument to get shit dismissed. I I don't know. I'm not going to I'm not going to do what is legally slander to a judge without more evidence on that. Um, 
it's possible that the the actual corruption here is just in all of these paid experts, right? And the judge is looking at all of these mm-hmm. experts who are paid by Taser and being like, well, if all these people are saying the Taser couldn't have done it, the Taser must not. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not defending the judge either. I just don't know enough about his specifics. You're. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. That's fair yeah. because otherwise it gets a little too far into speculation. But my friend, I think you've proven a solid case that this. I know it's very stereotypical and on the nose for me to be the one who says this, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a conspiracy, is it not? It is. We could call it a conspiracy. To, to, yeah, yeah. Ben, Ben, thinking something's a conspiracy. What? Yeah. What? What is this? Some what is this folks strange call thing? It a conspiracy. <laughs> Some would call. That's all I'm saying. The pieces are there. I'm not saying it's a cake yet, but there's some flour. Mm-hmm. There's some sugar. There's a shit ton of people who could have been alive. Yeah. Most importantly, I think. Yep. 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 Well, that's 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 the episode, Ben. That's the episode, Ben. You got some plugs that you'd like to plug at this exact moment in time? Drop down in the P zone, baby. <laughs> so yes, uh, uh, if you haven't listened, I'm going to do a weird reverse plug. If you haven't listened to it, could happen here oh. uh, somehow. Please check it out. <laughs> Uh, if you'd like to, uh, hear more about critical theory applied to allegations of corruption and conspiracy, check out stuff they don't want you to know. And, uh, if you'd like to hear about ridiculous history, cause there's a lot of it, uh, then check us out at ridiculous history. Uh, that's, that, that's it for me. This is going to stay with me. You know, I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that we made yeah. this a two-parter. I think, I think uh... we need to. Me too. Bad and not cool. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, that's going to do it for all of us here at Behind the Bastards for the week. Yeah. Until next week, I don't know, Dr. Jeffrey Ho's home address is... No, I'm, uh, Sophie's giving me the... I, I'm, I might be committing a felony sign. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's just a joke for legal purposes. For legal jokes. Joke. Also, I don't actually, I don't actually know his address, so nor would, nor would I suggest any, anything untoward. What? Boy, what? Uh, what really, is this? What is this? We should really end the episode. <laughs> Episode's over. Yeah, we have, we have to end this now. <laughs> All right. Uh, have a good week, or be very angry, or both. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. 
For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.